Hello, welcome to a podcast of some radioings. Uh, I should say early doors. If you find us on social media or elsewhere in the podcast sphere, podsphere, podosphere, I don't know, um, you'll find there is a podcast version of comic solving problems that I do with my comedy partner, Mr. Eric McElroy. You can also watch the actual videos, but seeing as we're in podcast space, I'll talk about the podcast version. But here's what we did on the radio earlier today. On the day we learned that Liverpool has been stripped of its world heritage status after 17 years following a secret vote. Not sure why. Maybe they thought that Liverpool gave us the other kind of Beatle. And they're like, oh, we're saying saying well done for that for? Absolutely ruined crops. I mean, I don't know if the Beatles from Liverpool ruined crops as well. You think about it, they probably do get through, you know, Paul McCartney, this whole vegan thing. He's probably doing a number on some crops. Okay. I've got bad news for you if you're a cricket fan. And here's why. Dubai has used drones to blast clouds with electric charge to make it rain because they've got a heat wave. Now you're thinking, mm, Steve, is this useful for our heat wave? It's not useful for our heat wave, but it means no one's ever going to win against them at cricket ever again. Sooner things are going their way, send in the drones. Ah, oh, rain stop play. Did it, Dubai. Did it. Which actually, I can prove that's a good theory because you know the superhero Storm out of the X-Men who can control the weather? You never heard of her losing at cricket either. So, fact. Good news that the entire Team GB team has tested negative for COVID ahead of the Tokyo game. So, whew, that's close. I do understand that, I mean, look, it's bizarre. It's the first time there's been an Olympics where you're telling the athletes to have more of a negative attitude but i realize it doesn't seem like the bar is set very high when we can start congratulating ourselves simply that our team haven't tested positive for a disease although bear in mind that is something that our cabinet haven't managed so you know there we go fingers crossed let's hope um it is interesting i was going to ask this later on but we could do it now i suppose because you got the you got the uh, tokyo olympics but it seems like, like you can't go there and watch it I do think if you were double vaccinated, if you're in your 70s, you're double vaccinated, you should apply to go and be part of the team. Because there's a strong chance that every other competitor will have to self-isolate for a while. You'll be the only one there. You could medal. You bring it home. You're like, winner! Oh, what with my bad back. But if you were to come up with special lockdown-related events, right? So if you, you know, if you, your life as it is, I know we've had Freedom Day, but are there any COVID-related events that I think we should turn into the new Olympics? There's no one's going to be watching it. No one's going to actually be there to watch it. So you mark my words. Give it a couple of months, there'll be an internet conspiracy theory that it didn't really take place. Oh, the Tokyo Olympics, uh, I think you'll find it was filmed in the same location they faked the moon landing. <laughs> all met those people online haven't we but uh, what kind of olympic sports or things that should be considered olympic sport have you got up to during the lockdown lockdown olympics would be far more up my street because for example trying to get down the a12 through gallows corner without wasting half an hour that would be quite the olympic it's a motorsport i suppose but still impressive i wrote about this in the newspaper column that will come out on friday about isn't it amazing that every time I try and go down the A12, quarter of an hour out of my life, definitely wasted in queues, right? 11 minutes, Jeff Bezos can get back to the space and back. Four minutes quicker than it takes me to get around the temporary traffic light. 
Anyway, uh, but what sports have you been up to during the lockdown? 01708741075. Let's take it to the phones. Hello. Oh, good afternoon, Mr. Allen. Hello there. I um, I did uh, perform two Olympic new sports during quarantine. Oh, did you? What did you do? Yeah, i done... Let's see how many times we can look out the window today, Day. Nice, yeah. And also, slow walking around the flat. How long can you take to slow walk around your flat? And did you medal? Did you come first? Of course. Ah, congratulations. No competition. Right out of the ballpark. Getting all into the Olympics. It's exciting, isn't it? It's the Olympics happening in Tokyo, isn't it? Um, for those people who managed... I mean, imagine that. You spend all that time training and then you have to sit it out just because of isolating or whatnot. This wouldn't, in fact, that's probably the main reason why I've not trained to be a world-class athlete, actually. If it weren't for, you know, the, the chance of the annoyance of, oh, what, I've got to sit this one out? Uh, I tell you what, I'll stay at home and uh, re-watch Heroes on uh, the iPlayer. Which is what I've been doing. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, so any uh, Olympic Games that you think you might have actually done during the Olympics? Because it would be nicer if they'd made more of the activities a bit more lockdown-related. Martin says he could have got a gold in speed finding a mask as he's walking into a shop. I know that feeling when you're like, it's in one of these pockets. Are your marks get set? Go. Not that one, not that one, not that one. That's off. You pull too hard, you get a hole in your pocket, and next thing you know, you've done that magician's trip of whipping off your pants. Afternoon, Steve, says Gary the Plasterer in Upminster. Been on my stilts all day. Thought you were a plasterer. This is like a circus worker as well. Hey, we've all got to do things to make ends meet. So Gary's been on his stilts all day. He says, my bacon and eggs are aching. They're what? Well, you should put some ice on them or get yourself down the doctors, because that... It's a delicate body part, and you don't want to be putting... Oh, your legs! Oh! Oh! Oh, man alive for a minute there. I was impressed you were balancing on them. We turn to my friend what knows about such matters. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what have you got to cheer us up this time? Coldplay have a new album out. It's like you're deliberately doing the opposite of what I say. But it's confused people because five of the songs have emojis for titles. What? No words? Nope. Oh, man, this is bad news for me. I'm a radio presenter. Are you? Shut it. No, I mean, I have to introduce songs, and how am I going to do that if there's just emojis? This is worse than what Prince did to us. Well, just describe the emoji. Which ones do they use? There's a heart one. I'm not saying that and promoting another station. There's a planet one. Ah, okay, well, they didn't want to get sued by Holst. And there's an infinity symbol and an earth one. Oh, what a load of chocolate ice cream emoji. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was a big pile of... Let's not bother pointing out what it actually is. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. Oh, look at this. 01708741075. Let's see who it is. Hello. 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 We can. It's Steve from Hello. Hello, yeah. You're the ice cream. I uh, like I'm, I like I'm ice cream. Carnie Minogue is bringing out her own brand of ice creams. Oh, so she. So you can imagine what you like to do with Carnie Minogue and what your favourite ice cream. <laughs> do you know what I I like? You, you know me, Steve. I love Carnie Minogue, but I think I'd rather have the Madonna ice cream because that way at least you get two big cones. 
Alan in Raynham gets in touch and says, Hi Steve, I just heard Steve from Mutney mention Kylie bringing out her own Rage of Ice Creams. Surely it has to be called I Should Be So Licky. Well done. Brilliant. Excellent. Excellent work. Quality. Because it makes sense because she's got that song and also that's what you do with ice creams. I want to bring you some James Bond news. Timothy Dalton, your favourite James Bond, says no one. And I'm not even being harsh. I think if he seems like a lovely guy. There is no way he's even his own favourite James Bond actor. But he's in the news today for saying that the trouble is with playing James Bond, there are some downsides. He's not been James Bond for 32 years, which again, no judgment from me. I've never been James Bond. I'm never going to be James Bond. I'm aware of that. They don't have James Bond from the East Midlands. Oh, my dog. Mr. Bond, I expect you to <laughs> I expect you to talk <laughs> in a terrible accent. Oh, my dog. But Timothy Dalton, who's not been James Bond for 32 years, says that he still can't order a drink without someone asking him if he wants it shaken and not stirred. No, I feel sorry for him, because it must be annoying if you're ordering a martini, but even more annoying if you're ordering, like, a can of cola. Have it shaken. Oh, I can't open that for half an hour now. You do that, I try and tap the bomb, but, oh, absolute cretin. And yesterday we talked about um, Victor Meldrew, that Richard Wilson, who sometimes says he uses his Victor Meldrew um, catchphrase. So there we go. There's a little phone in to pad out the rest of the show, isn't it? Uh, which catchphrases are right up there that you find yourself using every so often? Do you ever drop in a, I don't believe it, or do you use any, uh, any James Bond-related shenanigans? Kevin in Dagenham says, super great smashing. Yes, of course. Brilliant. Bit of Jim Bowen. Mm. Super smashing, great. No, it's the problem with my Jimbo, and it does get very close to certain other pressure that we're not allowed to do anymore. Let's have a look what you could have won. No, it's all coming out as the wrong one, isn't it? We'll move on from that. Uh, on the text 8522, start your message with the word time. Kevin in Hornchurch says, Afternoon, Steve. I did used to enjoy the lesser known Brucey catchphrase on Play Your Cards Right. Oh, what bad luck. And then he'd pull a face uh, to the cameras. Let me try that now. <laughs> what bad luck. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. That was probably, in terms of catchphrases, the pinnacle of broadcasting, wasn't it? Every part of that show had a catchphrase in it. Um, what was that? I'm the leader of the pack, which makes me such a lucky jack. Here they are. They're so appealing. Okay, Donnies, I'll do your dealing. I mean, to be fair, that's what Shakespeare used to do. Little rhyming couplets through the whole thing. Shakespeare is lauded as being the best writer ever. Meanwhile, Brucey, where's the, where's the credit for Brucey? He did the same thing all every week, but still. It's not as, not as if Shakespeare had to knock out a TV show every single week, so maybe, Bill, you can shake your face. Uh, also, while we're talking catchphrases, to the phones, 01708741075. Steve from Mutney, which catchphrases do you catch yourself using? Hardy hi, howdy ho. <laughs> do you use, the, so every so often you pretend to be one of the seven dwarves? No, I was no. talking about Heidi High, the program. Oh, the Heidi High, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back on television ago, I can't believe it. Is it? Yes, it is. It's only six o'clock today. Well, to be fair, that is as close to getting a holiday as a lot of us are going to have, so I'll watch that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, all right, cheers for, cheers for the call. It was smashing great. Nope, still doing it wrong, still doing it wrong. Because there's a couple of catchphrase-related entertainment news stories 
It's also given me a new clip that I'm going to save and use for my own personal use, this one. Hardy hi, hardy ho. <laughs> Always good to have that ready, just in case. That might be my ringtone for things now. Um, but Jade, on this topic of catchphrases, says, Hi Steve, how about Del Boy's saying from Only Fools and Horses, lovely jubbly? I think I still, I kind of use that more in its plural form. Um, never seems to be quite appreciated, but uh, that's why I got banned from Tesco's. Lynn gets in touch from Swanscombe and says, Hello, Steve. The ones I remember are Shut That Door and I Could Crush a, crush a Grape, which Larry Grayson used to say. Didn't Wasn't the Crush a Grape one Stu Francis? The I think Larry Grayson went on about, um, is it the brother-in-law Everard? Feels like I might need to do some Googling on that one. And thank you to uh, Ted in Elm Park, who says, uh, Sorry, I'm late on parade. Nice to see you, to see you nice. Brucey and Terry Thomas, you're an absolute char. And I've got to be honest, I, Ted, I just had to Google that, because I thought you were making that up. I, Because I thought Terry Thomas was just known for ding dong. I didn't remember the shower one. I thought you were just having a laugh, going like, Oh yeah, I remember Brucey, to see you nice, and terry thomas with you're an absolute shower mate um, but i googled it and he does he says it he doesn't really explain what they're a shower of different times though wouldn't it couldn't really put that in films well thank you for downloading and then listening to the podcast uh, if you'd like to get in touch you can tweet at mr stephen allen same username for instagram and tiktok and all that lark and until we do an- another podcast and you download it and listen i shall say to you bye